Welcome back to Cork Food Stories podcast. I'm Clara Cooney, owner of Clara Cooks. I do everything from makeovers in your kitchen, teaching you how to cook, whether it's one-on-one classes, our group fun nights with friends and family, and also have a private chef service for your in-home entertaining. On top of this, I love the chats and talking about anything and everything food. We are already starting series four where I'm going to be talking to business owners who in the past few years took a leap of faith just like I did and followed their passion to set up their food-related business. The first of my guests is Siobhan Quirk from Inishannon in County Cork. Siobhan graduated in 2004 with a degree in economics and French and went on to have a great corporate career in marketing and finance, which we'll talk to her in a moment about. Now, I know all about making that big decision to move away from the security of a corporate role and go into setting up your own business following your passion. It's not easy, and I take my hat off to everybody who does it. And last year, Siobhan did just that by setting up the Quirky Kitchen, a fabulous food truck currently based in Inishannon in Cork. Hi, Siobhan. Hi, Clara. How are you? I'm great. Thanks a million for uh, coming on today. Um, I know you're a busy lady at the moment, um, so it's good. To, it's good to have the chats. Yes. So Siobhan, um, you grew up in Inishannon, and I know now you went away for a while and stuff like that. But you're you're back again to your roots. But um, yeah. tell us a little bit, I suppose, about your time growing up there. I mean, I know you spent a lot of time on your granny's farm and in the kitchen, like many of us Irish girls did, learning how to cook yeah. through our moms and our grannies. Um, but were they, yeah. were they also in the business of food, or you know, what was that like for you growing up? Oh, I had a glorious idyllic. Uh childhood really looking back um yeah as you said I spent loads of time in my granny's kitchen um on the their farm in Farnahone and Shannon um so I would just spend hours like watching my my mother and my grandmother cooking and baking and everything was just fresh and local and fresh from the farm organic free-range eggs they had like a hen coop they had um all their own hens and they actually um they weren't as you asked there were they um in business but they, they were they were just industrious hard-working farmers so they used to sell their eggs into O'Donovan's you know the butchers there in all yeah. the street they yeah. send their eggs in there they used to butter them and then they'd send them in I think they got like it was something like three pence a dozen at the time Unbelievable. for the eggs and um then they had um turkeys as well at Christmas time that they'd send into O'Donovan's as well and they they used to give them actually as well to Collins's barracks you know the army yeah, camp yeah. in Cork and um so yeah they were just really inventive creative hard-working and I think that really impacted on me and just always instilled a really excitement and passion about food and I've, it's always been in the back of my mind it was always something that I wanted to get into but just never kind of was the right moment up until now like so I know I, um, I know exactly of course how you're you know where it is I'm this exact same grew up in a grew up in a family that um cooking and baking my grandfather was a baker my great-grandfather had an organic vegetable farm there was pigs running around there was hens running around and we were always in the kitchen I mean it just was a natural thing we adored it really and I loved it and um but but like you I, I don't know is it is it maybe because 
in Ireland, being a female and starting your own business and shepping really wasn't something that was um, nearly given to us as a choice as a female when I was in school. Anyway, that was for sure. Um, but, um, you know, we kind of go on to do the other corporate things, but always keeping it in the back of back of your mind. So, yeah. so my mom, my mom was a chef as well for a while in the. Well, amazing. Oh, was she? Fair. Yes. Yeah, she was the breakfast chef there for a number of years. So, like, we used to spend loads of time down there as well. And um, just my mother's me. Like, I learned so much from my mother over the years. Like, she's just another fast around and it's done. And so she's so quickly, so creative. And just, um, she's really the one who inspired me to get into food. Like, everything centered around food and cooking. Yeah. When I was growing up, really, like, even, um, you know, during the summer, we'd, like, make picnics. And we'd, uh, um, yeah, it was just the childhood of dreams and um, learned so much um, from my mother as well, just by osmosis, really. Yeah. Just absorbed all her energy and creativeness. And that's definitely coming to the fore now, finally, eventually. Only took me about 30 years. To, <laughs> to likewise, likewise, Siobhan, likewise. Yeah. We're here now, isn't that it? Exactly. Better late than never. To Better late than ever, exactly. But, um, so like after school, because you went on to study at in UCC um, and, yes. you know, you did economics and French there and you had a great career as well. So tell us all about, you know, your studies and your career and your travels yeah. through your career. So, um, yeah, as you said, I went to UCC, I studied French and economics. Um, I've always had real uh, fascination with France. I think it can stem from um, secondary school. I had an amazing French teacher. She was so passionate. I think these teachers at that age really um, impact your your decisions down the line. Like so, uh, so when I was studying French, um, I really enjoyed the kind of French literature and culture side, and that's I think where I got more of a fascination of the the uh, the culture. So having and obviously I did economics as well, and um, just totally different. Um, but uh, um, so after completing my degree. I was working in Brown Thomas, that's for another, I call it my three F's, food, fashion and finance. <laughs> um, so my friend, a friend of mine was um, over in France and I was working in Brown Thomas and uh, she said, why don't you come over for a while and we'll uh, have a bit of an adventure. So I went over and joined her in Nice in the south of France mm. and it was just the most amazing experience. Um, I'd probably still be there only for my husband, but um, I had to come <laughs> home and get married. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I just got a real bit of um, interest again, then refueled my passion for kind of the French coffee culture. Um, just the simplicity and quality of coffee, just keep it simple, but keep it good and quality. And um, that's where as well I um, set my sights on my uh, Citroen HY van, the, the funky, quirky truck that I have now. That's yeah. where I first saw it over there. So, um, and, and they do have a very simple way of just keeping it simple, but really tasty and really beautiful food over there as well. That, that's um, it. Like it's the whole thing about West Cork and the provenance of food as well. And yeah, they're the agree. same, they're similar. Just keep it simple, quality, good produce, and don't overcomplicate things. It's just. Yeah, I think provenance and when it comes to food and all and drinks and everything within the food industry is super important. Um, yeah. So, so when you were in, when you'd gone to France, you'd already met Sean over this stage, had you? 
I had, yes, I had. Um, we were together, get you. So I'm trying to think of the dates there and uh, um, a long time, obviously. No, yes, I, th- I was with Sean Oak then. Um, so he was uh, at the height of his career then, playing hurling yeah. at that time. So he, yeah. didn't re- he didn't have the opportunity to come over to see me. Uh, unfortunately, because it's such an idea, I had the most beautiful apartment in the the old centre for uh, Nice, and just walk over to the promenade in the morning after um, having my my coffee and my pan au chocolat and oh, gorgeous. Of course, it's so romantic then. there as well, and uh, oh. and it's such a pity he did miss out in that that time. You know, but I suppose it also gave you time to think about what you really wanted. Um, exactly. Yeah. But but yeah. you but you didn't. You didn't make the decision then because you came home and um, you ended up doing your master's and everything. And then you ended up in London. Um, so, t- you, you know, there, there was still a lot more of you and your learning, your education and your corporate career before the Quirky Kitchen ever came yeah, about. So tell absolutely. us a bit about that. Yeah, I, I took the long route around, I think. Um, you see, I did my major in college was economics, I guess. Um, so I, I suppose I wanted to just put that into practice for a while and yeah. see if that was um, where the future would take me. But um, yeah, so I went and worked in the finance world. And um, you're like, I don't think I ever enjoyed it realistically. Like um, the idea of food and opening my own business was always in my in the back of my head. And I just remember having endless conversations with people about God, I'd love to own this or I'd open that or I'd be, I'd be walking yeah. down the street. Well, oh, look at that that building there with the amazing coffee shop. And, and then, like, all my friends and family are actually here. She goes again. I'm like, oh, I know, I know all about it, Siobhan. Don't worry. Oh, it was constant picking away at my head. So, um, yeah. so I continued with the finance for a while. And then an opportunity came up to do a master's, an international master's in marketing with um, Smurfit Business School in Dublin. Yeah, um, so I was like, okay, um, this is a super opportunity. Um, it's a world-renowned um, educational programme um, and it was in conjunction with, it was a fellowship with Ford Bia. Amazing. So so I was like, oh my God, this is just uh, yeah. perfect for me. So I applied for that and you just have to go through, jump through hoops, yeah, it's difficult to get into. So between um, tests and aptitudes and all that and psychometric and analytic and all that kind of carry on so I got it eventually and um that as I said really refueled my passion again and I was like yeah food is definitely where it's at for me yeah Um, and you see the the great thing for you Siobhan as well is that um you know going through this your corporate you were getting in through the food area but like having that finance and marketing of the food business behind you is do you know, it's something else to be able to do that before you start your own business. It's fantastic. Well, great, yeah, because you, you do need the business background as well. You know, it's great. You, you, you have, all, like, I mean, it's great to have all the ideas and the creativity, and that's hugely important. That's the main thing, obviously. But you need a little bit of a business brain and, um, you know, to kind of reel in the kind of notions and nonsense at times as well, to kind of just to reel you in and kind of go, look, we have to pay for this somehow as well, you know, so... Um, yeah. So I'm lucky I have a bit of both. Um, but I've and, more. And creative. tell me, um, so in you were how long were you? In, you were in London for what? Eighteen months was it? Yeah, I was around that. So yeah, that was. Um, were you married at this stage? Now were you after getting married, Sean? Over no. this stage? <laughs> no, I wasn't married at this stage. Um, 
Uh, no, I went off to London for 18 months and I left the, the hobby at home. I, and then the, the minute I came home, he proposed. So I think... Um, <laughs> Said you're, nev- you're never leaving me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went to London. So part of the um, fellowship with Bourdieu and Smurfit Business School was just to promote Irish um, uh, small up-and-coming food companies um, in the UK just to kind Brilliant. of help infiltrate them into the supermarkets and different supply chains over there so um so that was a huge learning curve I learned learned so much like I'm still using um different things from that experience up until this day like um, yeah so you came home then in what year did you come back to Ireland I came back to Ireland in 2014 15 I think 2014 so so you kind of continue did you continue your corporate uh, roles over here then with different companies in, in yeah, Ireland? So I kind of worked in the marketing um, capacity, just kind of freelance, um, yeah. so just doing a lot of freelance stuff. Um, yeah, I think I always wanted, like really enjoyed kind of the notion of working for myself and I didn't really enjoy the kind of cor- corporate roles and being kind of stuck to a desk yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think I always was a bit more of a free spirit and just liked, you know, doing different things and a bit of variety every day and that kind of thing so um so yeah it was like the idea of um owning a, a mobile food truck then came into my head and uh, I was looking I was kind of just doing some research on that for ages there's so much involved in it. people don't people just don't realize how much work because I will I suppose specifically for me I had to, I wanted to source um the Citroen HY van, like I didn't want, which would have been else. huge, yeah, yeah. That was the only one. That was either that or nothing, really. Because funny, when I was working in London, um, the um, I lived in Canary Wharf, and one day I was coming out of the tube station, and right outside Canary Wharf, there was one of these big Citroen HY vans. But I was oh, like, wow. oh my god, this is a sign, total sign. So I was like, geez definitely getting one of those so we kind of started working on it when I came back and um as I said they're quite rare to find yeah so that I was just tipping away like at um the notion like quietly because I like, people were sick of me talking about it, opening up something so I was like I'm not going to tell anyone this time and I'm just going to keep quiet and surprise them all of these days so yeah eventually I found the truck and I got it um uh, it out Kitted out, yeah. So it's not involved, obviously, with the HSE yeah. requirements, and you know, you have to have stainless steel backgrounds and sink yeah. and all that. It's, and then it's basically like a commercial kitchen and on on wheels. So correct, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly what it is. So got all that done um, from a guy in Dublin, and uh, then obviously the the most important part is the coffee machine. So it took me a couple of months to have like source the exact coffee, the right coffee machine as well. And um, yeah, which one did you end up going for in the coffee machine? Uh, the Simonelli. So oh yeah, um, my coffee supplier. So like, so our sourced it. Are they they sourced it for us as well? Brilliant. Um, so yeah, and our that, coffee supplier. Tony, isn't it from West Cork uh, Coffee? Yes. Yeah, Tremendous he's amazing. Tony, I call him. He's brilliant. Tremendous Tony, exactly. Because he's amazing. Like he's amazing. So he helped you source the machine, but he also does fantastic training with all his suppliers as well. Anyone who supplies his coffee, which I think he's is amazing. a wonderful add-on service. Yeah, amazing. Definitely, because I mean it's so important. Like 
to be, to be able to produce quality good coffee like and I think a lot of people just think you press the button and out it comes and hey presto you have your coffee but it's um it's much more scientific and you know you if you don't have good coffee you don't have a good business I agree completely it is much more scientific and um and I I think the thing is is that people do, do notice the difference of you know when you've got when they're they're handed a good coffee and I was down with you a few weeks ago and a gorgeous cup of coffee. And let me tell you, your sandwiches and your treats were divine. Also, thoroughly enjoyed them. So that was great. But, um, you know, I think um, one of the things, and for me, you know, when you're changing career, especially when we're a little bit older and we've had that corporate career behind us, yes, we have that experience, but it's nearly like we, we look at risks differently. And um, I love Brené Brown and I listen to her all the time and I watch a lot of her uh, TED chats and her videos and I have her podcasts but she's a great advocate about vulnerability and actually about you know describing it as uncertainty risk and emotional exposure and about we have to be vulnerable in order for us to make those decisions to get out of our comfort zone um, that you know to, I suppose forces us to loosen control a bit and I, I, I know from being in corporate world for so long you are kind of in that I suppose, uh, comfort zone, you're kind of in those controls. So it's a very different thing when you want to just turn around and making that leap of faith. So, I mean, did you yeah. feel vulnerable yourself? I mean, telling people, you know, you were saying there that you didn't bother telling anybody. You <laughs> said, I'm just going to do it. Um, yeah. You know, about making that leap of faith. How did you feel about all of that? Yeah, it can be scary. I mean, because I had been talking about it for so long and then finally it was coming to realisation. I was like, oh my God, geez. Have I made the right decision? I've bought my truck now, and there's no turning back because my parents will kill me. Like I'm 40 years of age, girl, so I'm worrying about my parents killing me. Like <laughs> it is a bit scary. It's like, geez, I have to pay for all this, and uh, yeah. have I made the right decision? And then sometimes you're just like you overthink things, and if you think too much, you'll never do anything. It kind of stops you in your tracks. Mm. Um. So I yeah I believe I mean you just control the controllable in, in my opinion yeah and, and sometimes the, the best plan is no plan and um, I know it sounds a bit airy fairy but I I kind of believe in that more now so more than ever um because the whole quirky kitchen thing really it, it all kind of happened quite organically after buying the, the vehicle um I was um, I initially trialed trialed it out in in. By uh, my granny's farm again, up in Farnahoe Farms, they do Christmas trees. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, so I said, "Oh, sure." My uncle's like, "Why don't you try see how it goes up here and just kind of have a soft opening or whatever, you know, just see how you go." So yeah, I tried it out there, and um, the current proprietor. I'm I'm currently operating out of Barrett's Barn in Shannon. Yeah, and their courtyards. So the current owner, John Barris, happened to call in one day for his usual annual Christmas tree. And he came, he came over for a hot chocolate with these kids. And he's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's such a funky, cool um, vibe. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. And he's like, do you know what? Where this would look great. And I was like, OK, uh, where? He's like, in my yard down below the pub. <laughs> and I've been there ever since. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, things just happen. out of do organically so and actually 
there's a great spot because you can get parking. There's loads of seating there. And of course, the garden's beautiful there by the river. I just sat by the river mm. on one of the benches and it's so peaceful as well. And but you had a stream of people just coming all, all the time. And I, like I was sitting there, I suppose, for about 20 minutes, half an hour. And it was nonstop. It's a great location. And because he, he does, does he have a kitchen in the bar itself? No, no, which is brilliant. So, so when he reopens again, you're going to be there full force with um, people actually having their pints and wanting a sandwich or a treat or whatever, I suppose, as well. Yeah, I think we'll complement each other. I mean, obviously, we'll like, just have to wait and see how the dynamics unfold and stuff when they do reopen. I think it's yeah. Monday now, Jesus, after. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, there'll be certain, like, complementary, like, obviously, as you said, the sandwiches, but people might have a, a few drinks, like sandwich or the designated driver probably want to have their coffees, coffee, yeah. Coke or whatever. So they'll be having their coffees and their cakes and all that. So, um, you might give me an opportunity to expand my menu as well. You never know. Yeah. I'm always thinking about different options. Yeah. The, the wheels and cogs are always turning my brain. My brain's always coming up with funky. Exactly. It, it might never be, know what, what might yeah. kind of. Um, Just some more kind of like savory treats in the afternoon. Well, I suppose really that would be the weekends because um, I'm sure the pub doesn't open during the day. At um, during the week I don't know myself but um but yeah, that's it Vaughan isn't yeah. it as, as you said it'll happen organically um whatever's to be is to be but um I mean you... if you start putting obstacles in your way or putting doubts or going geez what happens now if this happens or that like so exactly. sometimes you have to think of the positive rather than focusing on, on exactly the and just go with the flow as they say yeah. um and um, because you also, I know that like, you, you got all your education background in your economics and your French and your marketing and your master's, the whole lot. But um, you went to Ballymaloo like I did, but you, you did the, the tea, is oh, it yeah. the tea shop course? Was, the was tea shop one? course, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, my, my family bought me that for Christmas um, one year, start your own tea shop course, because I've been banging on about opening something for years. They were like, yeah she does this she might actually do this so in 20 I did that in 2010 fab yeah amazing such an amazing experience so it was actually run by um Jarena herself and her brother Rory yeah um, and their sister was it it was their sister involved as well doing the business side of it for, yeah um, Blonde is for, yeah, yeah so the, she was like it's like it's all well and good like the, you have to obviously have the creative kind of what to cook and bake and um, all the lovely products yeah but blown it obviously gives it kind of gives you the hard facts and kind of going look at now baking brown bread and off you go like if you kind of she gives you the kind of wake up call about the business side and kind of how to kind of avoid wastage and save money here there and you know different kind of little tips and tricks and yeah costings and you know making up menus and pricing and you forget about all these things when, well, I do anyway, because I think when you're creative, you're just, you have all the ideas, but you forget about. You do, things. and actually, she does, she makes, it's you know, it's very clear about the little things that you go, oh, yes, I need to add that in, or I need to make sure that covered, and. Um, it's amazing, and the small things she said, like, that just resonated with me. She said, have clear, um, have clear waste bags, so you can see what's going into them. And it's like, yeah, it's it's very, yeah. Something it's simple like things. that. Uh, you know the syst- as she calls it the systems of a business of a food business and of course waste is one of the systems and mm-hmm. you know she was 
she was great for me just just around your business plans and your standard operating procedures and how you cook and what you cook with you know I just think it's just it's a fantastic um course to be able to do and I know she does a business course separately as well that people can go to but um a wealth of knowledge all of them oh, together yeah. I mean having Dorina Rory and um planning to do oh, it all God, together amazing. it's fantastic it's just yeah you know yeah yeah it's like it was a great great experience I must say like it's just kind of building up my my repertoire all these years kind of I, like a lot of people were kind of going geez what's she going to do next now looking back I was kind of just adding to everything so I needed all the things that I did throughout the years to create the quirky kitchen you know exactly I mean? so and, um, and I suppose I suppose for you um uh, Siobhan I know you're down there in Barrett's now as well but um I mean Covid has been probably a positive for your business because there hasn't been anything open so I'd say you've done pretty well throughout the year have you? Yeah I mean initially it was during the kind of the hard lockdowns like it was it was it was probably busier then than it is now but because people within the yeah. local area like they, they'd come down and bring because there's plenty of space for children and stuff so they yeah. come down and it was like like a little outing or kind of an escape from the house like so it was really busy at the start like which is great People were even saying to me, like, oh, my God, like, you've what you've done for the village is amazing. Like, you've saved our sanity. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so nice to hear. It was that's just lovely. Like the, my humanitarian. I'm, I'm going to get the Nobel Prize next year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, people, people were actually constantly saying to me, oh, my God, you're, you've been such a great addition to the village. And, you know, only for yeah. you you'd have nowhere to go and I was like oh that's really nice of you to say so yeah it's and it's, it's then that kind of qualifies your kind of existence there and yeah. you're kind of going oh I did make the right decision yes this yeah like it stays or like that or comments like that make but I, su- I suppose if we look at it um Siobhan and getting into the business of food it's um really at the end of the day we just want people to enjoy our food or people to be happy or to to, uh, that's what I f- find about food I think it's you know whether I'm teaching or cooking for people I just mm-hmm. think it's all about that person really enjoying it and bringing people together through food um, and if you can do that it's a win-win really yeah. isn't it it's fantastic yeah it's, it's just the simple things that are just so relevant and that's the kind of came to the fore particularly during COVID as well like just keep simple things are so important and just to savor quality good times and um good food and good coffee and you know yeah. just it's that kind of those kind of things that are important and just kind of family time surrounding all that and yeah interacting with friends and that kind of way around food and you know not spending the big stuff you know just enjoying life and not worrying about chaos and kind of of, of lot, everyday life you know in the in the, the rat race that we were kind of caught up in you know yeah and and now let's talk about Sean Og because he was he's well known to everybody in the GA circles, of course. Um, but he's he's full time working in finance now, isn't he? Um, Siobhan, he is, yeah. So he must yeah, be a he good works. help to you now. Um, you know, just looking at there, you know, helping you with the business. Is he is he a good support uh, supporter yeah, of you? Yes, he's been amazing. He's just super supportive. He's like. My busy, busy, biggest fan, really, I suppose. Um, yeah, but he's really good with the finances. Like he's, because as I was saying earlier, like I, I'm more of the creative side of things. Like my my brain is more creative than kind of financial or analytical. Yeah. Um, 
even though I did study it, <laughs> I, it's, it's not it, within me inherently. Um, so he, yeah, he kind of looks after the finances or he'd be kind of reeling me in when I'm getting kind of crazy ideas or kind of get, losing the run of myself. He'd be like, hey, I'm back in a... So he's the, the sensible one and I, I, I'm the flaky one, apparently. <laughs> um, but no, he's brilliant. He helps with the truck as well on the weekends. So he's, oh, that's he's, great. He's, he's brilliant. He's, he's so good with people. Like, and he's great at having the chats and with the regulars. And yeah, he brings his hurley with him. He plays hurling with any kind of young up and coming sports stars in the area. So it's really cute. It's like people they're coming into the, to see Sean Hogan. It's like... Um, so that's great. You, you, that, that's your marketing. That's all you need there now. <laughs> it is. Sean, it's all about the little Adam. Sean Oak out the front. No, all the families and the kids will be down he's to, to see him. He's a customer experience man then as well. He's um, he's fantastic with the people. Even like he's he speaker. Uh, Walking, uh, he walks the uh, the customers out to their cars when it's raining with the umbrellas. It's hilarious. Oh, that's great. He's amazing. Oh. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, he's got a really good way with people. So uh, we all work well together. Um, so we haven't fallen out yet. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Exactly. It's good to have the support there. And yeah. now, as I was saying to you, like I did come down, and as I said, great location. Do you think you're going to end up staying there? I know you were looking at a few different spots, or you know, maybe the possibility yeah. of looking at um, um, other areas. But does it look like it's going to be Barrett's Bar for a while? I would think so. Yes, yeah. at the moment we've no no plans to move um, anytime soon. So um, yeah, we'll be at Barrett's Bar for the next. Well, anyhow, um, I suppose the ultimate goal is kind of um, bricks and mortar. Like, but I'd have to sell a few more coffees to, to be able to do that. I'd say. I know, I know. Um, um, and yeah, it's good to get your name up um, and your name out there, which is definitely, um, you know, you're definitely getting your name out there, which is fantastic. And yeah. um, wh- what about, um, so do you make um, all the stuff that you've got there that you're selling, the beautiful treats and the sandwiches, do you do all of them yourself or do you get any of them brought in? Um, I do we do most of them ourselves. Um, it's a real labour of love. Like in fairness, it's busy. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's mostly yeah. And as I said, we used my um, free range eggs from my uncle's farm, and then we um, use fruits, the apples, and rhubarb, and all that from the, the local gardens and stuff. So it's all uh, very homemade and made with love and. Um, yeah, it's, you can. You need to have good quality kind of homemade produce. I think it's all this whole thing of harping back to the provenance and yeah, the importance of that when producing good food. Like um, it's all that's about what goes into it. And um, so yeah, it's all homemade. Um, and yeah, we made started making sandwiches as well recently because there was lots of people um, requesting them. So said so we'll give it a go. So. Then we try to use mostly local ingredients for the sandwiches as well, like so the kind of West Cork cheeses and West Cork meats, now like corned beef and spiced beef and ham and cheese and so those kind of um, yeah. I had one of your spiced beef and cheese ones. Oh, it was delicious. And, thank you. And and uh, is the bread local then as well? I think it was chia batter bread that you were using actually on the day I was. Yeah. There. So yeah, and um, we used some of the Arbutus bread as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're always looking for new suppliers as well. So um, kind of, we kind of try and use as much local as we can. Like we use the, um, 
the Glencross dairy farm milk as well you know the Dunman oh milk. I love it yeah yes actually I got some when I was down there the last day in the um in the little farmer's market there gorgeous oh, I love yeah. it it's even so the buttermilk oh it's so creamy yeah. and, I, and I got some of the buttermilk um and just came home and made soda bread and, and it just makes like the white Amazing. soda bread it, it's I a know. totally different taste when you've got the right milk when you're using the right stuff oh, um, so lucky to live in West Cork like it's just synonymous with local good quality produce like absolutely and you've got of course um wildflower bakery is going to be opening there soon which is fantastic so yeah, I'll be able to run over for my rolls in the morning. We'll exactly. He'll be, be able brilliant. to produce some for you now, which is, you know, supporting another local business. Exactly. Um, it's like, Inna just becoming the new gourmet hub of Cork, West Cork, I think. It's great. There's loads of lovely new new ventures popping up. So There is. And I think also, like, if you look at it, the growth in Inna Shannon, because there is houses popping up all over Inna Shannon mm. now as well. Um, Big I think area. Exactly. And they've got uh, the go ahead to build another, I don't know how many, somebody was saying 500 houses to me the other day. And um, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, so, you know, it's not that far from the city. I mean, take 20 minutes. That's all. Oh, the, the super location, like you're, you're super in location. Bishopstown in 15 minutes. You've got Kinsale on your doorstep as well, which is yeah. working with gourmet treats as well. So Exactly. And just around the corner then from, I mean, I went on from Inishannon there just down to Inchidani Beach and it's only a half an hour, which is just by Clonakilty. So so really you're in between the city and, and West Cork, which is a perfect place for people to live. So I, I think that's definitely going to be a big growth area in the next uh, five years, um, which yeah. is going to be fantastic for you. So hopefully you'll be moving from the Quirky Kitchen um, food truck into the Quirky Kitchen building wherever that oh, I love that. Yeah, dream <laughs> to like a big old country manor now like maybe like something like the Inishan hotel and park my quirky kitchen truck out the in, front in the grounds be that's the dream but um i'll have to make a bit more money i know do you know what <laughs> keep keep on dreaming as i said i'd love that myself a big old farmhouse and um, yeah. have people come down and shop and do cooking lessons and all that and, uh, yeah and oh, uh, oh. the dream care Exactly. Siobhan, maybe we need to talk about this offline. <laughs> I think so. It's a date. It's a date, exactly. But yeah, I, I agree. It is, especially the Irish kind of way of looking at things. So, but you're you're not only doing, you don't just have the food truck there in Inishan. So tell us about, because um, I know you cater for events as well, Siobhan. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so yeah, that was the initial plan to do like events, so like weddings and festivals and all that kind of stuff before COVID kicked in but yeah so we do supply um our truck for services so whether you're getting married so we supply like tea coffee treats nibbles bites whatever we can customize the menu to suit the needs of the customers so um or you can have like your prosecco or whatever before or after the church of your wedding um or the latest thing now is kind of schools um renting the trucks out for kind of to say thank you to the teachers kind of oh, amazing treat day yeah yeah um or just yeah kind of corporate days and kind of having coffee just to thank their their staff members and that kind of stuff so there's lots lots of inquiries and lots of different avenues to pursue so we d- we'll be doing all that as well now that yeah. the, the world is opening up so it's great there's loads of 
opportunities and loads of opportunity and I, of course I love those events uh, you know from an event style as in wedding style and I've been to a few kind of pop-up weddings and I loved having the little food trucks there um maybe, yeah maybe, they're, fab and they're, they're really kind of photographing and everything's kind of you yeah know, all about photos and stuff especially for weddings so I suppose that that's our truck that's kind of funky looking so kind of yeah, you know, it's for the bride and grooms kind of look back on as well, and um, yeah. yeah, I love all that kind of stuff. Just kind of designing and creating and decorating with flowers, and you know, it's more of the kind of creative element of stuff as well. Exactly, so, and and it's true. You know, I know you're called the quirky kitchen, but I think people, are, especially through COVID and because weddings have changed so much now, they're looking at smaller, quirkier weddings and how yeah. they're going to actually have nicer events. And a lot of people are, are turning towards the festival theme look, um, which yeah. of course you'd fit in perfectly to. You'll just have to bring Sean over there with his uh, hurley now to uh, play with all the lads. <laughs> yeah, we've got it all at the quirky kitchen. We've got all angles covered, yeah. <laughs> Siobhan, listen, it was absolute pleasure chatting with you. Um, you know, I think you're a force to be reckoned with. I am so looking forward to seeing what's going to be, how you're going to grow and what's going to be happening with the court kitchen over the next few years. I'll definitely be back down to your course this summer. So thank you so much for taking time out um, today. It was really lovely to chat with you. You too, um, Clara. Thanks so much for your time. You're so welcome. We'll um, talk about that farmhouse the next We will. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. You can find Siobhan on Instagram and Facebook under the Quirky Kitchen. So that's Quirky with an E-Y, Q-U-I-R-K-E-Y. Give her a follow. And you can also DM Siobhan with any queries for any events that you might be holding. I know this is going to be a lot of them. Or else, better still, pop down and visit her. She's very approachable and she's there in Barrett's Bar on the main street and just grab a gorgeous coffee and a homemade treat and sit in the garden. So thank you again for tuning in. Remember to subscribe, like and follow so you won't miss any of these wonderful uh, food stories that I have on coming out. Thanks again to Red FM for the production of this podcast. I'll be back in a few weeks with another fabulous story from another fabulous business in Cork.